Has the healing place, we have the quiet place. <laughs> Evangela, Mary L. McCracken, and you are listening to the Holy Ghost Outreach Broadcast. You're listening to up with the Lord. I am fat up because I'm on my way to heaven and I'm certainly enjoying the trip. video of soldier boy talking about okay. quavo oh shit oh shit now damn it wow wow <laughs> let me turn oh, wait, the volume think, off on my computer i think i know what you're talking about and, and he's like i'm not interested tell quavo <laughs> tell quavo that in Atlanta. i know exactly what you're talking about okay damn it i can't find it oh well, god bless them because there's no need for it I'm gonna find. No, now we have to look at it. Nah. Got a nigga named Quavo. I swear to God, we have a hundred and fifty shooters in Atlanta, nigga. Get on the address, nigga. Get on the address, nigga. So good. Quavo. Quavo. That's a whole. That's a champagne line. Why are niggas thinking? Why are niggas not thinking more expansively about their brands and shit? Quavo. Oh god. A champagne by Quavo. Come on, come on. Dethrone Diddy these with coins, nigga. Dethrone right. that Diddy. Let that Diddy. Niggas could out. honestly very easily do that if they made any sure. liquor that tastes like any. If they just took all of the residual inventory. A fucking four loco. Yeah. Okay, nigga. And shook it up one time and re yes. Just actually no, don't take the label off. Put your label over there. (laughs) That's what I would say. Don't even bother. Don't bother niggas still gonna drink it. Niggas don't give a fuck. Niggas been drinking lean for years. Decades. Decades. Oh my god. So niggas aren't here for the they don't care. (laughs) Taste does not matter. Quavo by Quavo. Oh my god, so good. How are you doing, nigga? Nigga, I am I'm right in the middle. Okay. So I'm 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 good. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not great. I'm not awful. So yeah, I'm I'm alive and um I have a reasonable portion of health. Okay. All right. Speak so, on it. So, you know, just another day that the Lord has kept me. Yes, God. And I'm glad about it. Glad. Because he's worthy. Oh. Knock, knock of the glory. Yes. <laughs> and yourself. Nigga, I'm out here. Um, I am Clearly. feeling great. Yes. Finally. 
Okay. <laughs> Finally. Um, niggas is out here. Um, wow. I almost <laughs> slipped my whole shit. Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Nigga, I'm good. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, this, this periodic renewal, death and birth is very real. And I feel like I'm in a birth. Okay. Um, so it's lit. It's lit. See, that's a good thing. That's a good um, thing to compare it to because I feel, you know what I feel like I am? I feel like I'm in like. You're eight months pregnant? No. I no. feel like I'm in a suffocation. So, like, <laughs> it's like you're trying to die. Oh, no. Trying to kill this shit. God. But the bitch keep coming up for air. Real. And then you gotta, like, trying Just to kill it hold again. Hold that pillow over that bitch one more time. But you keep on again. getting a little skittish. You raise it up. <laughs> or you kill it and then you do, you do, you do CPR a little CPR. And bring it back. And fuck it up. <laughs> Cause that bitch won't leave. No, and you won't let her leave. To be honest, I won't. Hmm. I will not let this nigga leave. This nigga is. This nigga said, "Kill me several times." I'm like, you don't mean that. So I'm keeping this nigga in a cage. Just feeding him. Feeding him just enough <laughs> just, to survive. To survive. Just enough. Just enough for you to be miserable. <laughs> Perfect. Just a fuck enough. My God. I am not invested in my happiness. And that's all right, bitch. <laughs> I'm not. I am not invested okay. in my liberation, bitch. But look, the I'm first step <laughs> is naming it, nigga. So you are farther than you think. Because half of these niggas out here ain't naming oh it. Oh, my God. I, I'm not about it. I'm not invested in this healing, my nigga. Um, because... Nigga, um, turmoil is all I ever known. Mm. Mm. So, so nigga, don't don't just pop up one day and offer me freedom. Mm. Be like, bitch, now nah, what is this? Mm. So, mm. this is a a wrestle. <laughs> I don't so know if, real. If for you Bible scholars. Um, <laughs> Come on, don't look at me, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I look right at this table. You saw me. <laughs> you are um, shady. Huh? <laughs> Oh That's why you can't get nowhere. That's why you ain't got nothing. I'm always on that damn phone, huh? <laughs> oh my um, god! There's this Bible uh, passage. Now where, you're not you're not stealing your own thunder now because you know no, I got no. a scripture. Oh, no, okay. no, no, not at all. Uh, there's a Bible passage where you know Jacob was mm-hmm. wrestling with an angel from. Galilee. No, from like the night until the day. Mm. And this nigga said, look, angel, I won't let go till you bless me. And Mm. um, I feel like I'm wrestling, but it's not with angels, with a demon. I'm saying I won't let go till you. Let go. No, until you like make me permanently miserable. Mm. This demon is is trying to be like, Mm. nigga, no. (laughs) Like how the demon is like, bitch, I'm I'm actually late for my doctor's appointment. Like, bitch, I'm re- I actually like have other people to yeah. terrorize and shit. Yeah. Like I got a quota I gotta yeah, fill, bitch. Yeah. Like so, this was never supposed to be this long. No, no. But you like, no, bitch, right here. Yeah. Not on my watch. Oh my god, I'm wrestling Yo. with this shit day and night. I'm mm. also wrestling. Um I am wrestling with um 
this feeling of wanting to feel inadequate, if that makes sense. Mm. So not so a feeling of like it's a possibility for me to like feel my beat completely, mm-hmm. but like it's all it's all these things where it's like I do this thing, like I'm I think I talked about this on the podcast. Like I get close to like a breakthrough mm-hmm. or some shit and I'm just like actually I'm not ready. Mm. I'm actually not. So let's just re let's just undo all this progress. Yeah. And I've been in that cycle for years and I'm like something has to give where it's like, okay, I'm ready for it to like walk I'm ready to walk through that door. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. At because I, I, I so feel that, and I feel like that is my, like, when I'm thinking about Saturn, mm-hmm. just, like, that is my periodic life and death, like, rebirth and death is, yeah. like, between those cycles of... Why did you Saturn? Because, like, one of the things that Saturn represents is periodic renewal. Mm. Um, I only so mentioned that because Saturn's about to go into retrograde on the 18th. Amen. I don't know what that means, so you can talk more about okay. that. Um, I just know that when I got a tattoo of it, that was one of the things that it means. Okay? All yeah. right. So, um, <laughs> what, at what point do you feel like is the moment each... Is there like a specific moment that you can pinpoint each time you're like, oh, no, actually this liberation that I'm like right on the heels of that's not really for me. That's not accessible for me or that's not something I deserve or this thing that I want to accomplish. That's not actually something that was, is within my realm of possibility. What do you know what the point is or what Um, a trigger is? It depends on the thing. So like for instance, so I know um, that one thing that I can, um, that I, (laughs) <laughs> that I identify every time it happens is like when there's like this kind of like crack through of like emotion, like mm-hmm. genuine raw emotion as opposed to like emotion that I kind of put on, mm-hmm. like shit that um comes without me inviting it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I'm like, oh, actually, this mm-hmm. is just a bit. This isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. So like that's when I'm like, all right, cool, backing up just a little bit. Also. When I'm aware that I'm on the right path. Like, the moment I'm aware... Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'm always used to being lost in shit. And the moment where it comes in my head, Hey, Andre, you're actually on the right path? I'm Hmm. like... What is... This can't be right. Right. Because my life has always been Mm. searching for something. Mm -hmm. Or, like getting from one moment to the other mm-hmm. as opposed to like resting f- even for a moment in some type of like celebration or some type of uh victory mm-hmm. or some type of like breakthrough it's always been surviving from one tumultuous uh, situation to the next mm-hmm. and so the idea of like yo so you can actually rest for a second mm-hmm. like you've been working toward this and it's right here grab it like cry and like celebrate and like weep and moan and wail about the fact that you 
put in so much hard work to do it and love it and just relax mm-hmm. for a moment. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the concept of relaxation. Mm. It's mm. not, it's not, it's not something I grew up in. It's always been like, what's, what's next? What is the like, most what immediate? We, what's the next yeah, need? What, yeah. where do we, yeah. Always jumping from one to the other. And, um, I feel like it's transferring into parts of my life. And, um, um, as much as I don't want it there, I'm used to it. Like, it's very comfortable to be in places where it's like me desiring to get someplace as mm-hmm. opposed to being in that place. Mm. So, yeah, man, like those moments where it becomes clear that something is like for okay. me, mm. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know? That's so real. So, yeah. That's so real because I. So more recent, like this happened literally any time I'm working on anything or trying to accomplish anything, Mm -hmm. there will be a moment where like I realize that I'm on the right path or I realize that I'm figured something out or I realize that like, oh, I think I have direction. Mm -hmm. And the moment, literally the moment that 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 sets in, I'm like. Well, what if I haven't thought about it all of the ways that I could potentially be thinking about it? What if someone else is already doing this? What if um, fucking any any number of anything, literally anything, um, is this realistic? Because I'm like, because like the other thing about that now in hindsight, thinking about how illogical these these thoughts that I met with when I arrive at that point is like. It doesn't matter if it's realistic at this point, because bitch, you've already invested your real ass time yeah. in the thing. Yeah. So like, whether it's realistic or not, why not just keep going? Yeah. But like, that's not how anxiety and, and stress and nah. things like that work nah. off of logic. Um, God, and I love logic, but what's? Um. So yeah, I today for me will definitely be a lot of talking about. Um, my need to 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 figure out how to become centered yeah. and and um present mm-hmm. um because so much of like the anxiety that you were talking about anxiety stress um just feelings that you're talking about mm-hmm. i experience in a different way mm-hmm. um but a lot of them come back to the fact that i am not being present i'm not acknowledging that like i it is right because in this moment, I know it is right. And I can continue moment by moment acknowledging that what I'm doing is right. What am I, what I am doing is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when I realize I'm on the right path and then am shook because I'm like, bitch, am I really qualified for yeah. this? Um, I just often weigh myself down with a lot of thoughts that have nothing to do with what I'm actually doing. Um, so yeah, I'm, um, and I think my strategy right now for dealing with that is just eliminating as much other dead weight (laughs) as I can. That is not, is not directly involved with 
the things that I'm doing to get free. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, even in cutting out those things and folks, I'm just like, well, you know, is this something that I'm meant to be struggling with and grappling with? Mm-hmm. But I just like, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even entertain that right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, if it's something that I'm meant to grapple with in true form and is required for me to like get to the next place I need to be, then I'm sure it will come back. Yeah. Um, either in the same or a different form, but yeah. child, I just don't have time. Yeah. And <laughs> one thing enough. I realized with us, especially, you know, with like black, just not even get into like the other marginalized identities, mm-hmm. but just black folks. Mm-hmm. Is that most things that we're like embarking on? There's no precedent for none, ever, ever, and that is literally our history. Yeah, there is never a precedent. Never, and so like you know, white people and like other white people. Let's just stick with them. They can like see examples of shit being done and how it can be mm-hmm. and feel empowered, and we're like. Can't, like we're always questioning ourselves because there's nobody who has ever done the things that we're and no, like even so like real. thinking about in the year 2018 Beyonce was just became the first black woman to headline like the first this is this year my nigga the first and I'm like what ugh but that's one thing I realize even you know but that's logical anxiety will tell me I mean, so that means you can't do it. But, like, my logic will be like, okay, but there is... You're walking into spaces where there's no precedent for what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, there's always going to have to be a first... For first. there to be a precedent. Yeah. So why not be the first? Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, why should I be the first? Mm-hmm. Like, all of this is like, eh. And then, like, you know... Logic would be like, why shouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Wh- why should you not? Yeah. And it's easier to lean on why should you mm-hmm. as opposed to why shouldn't you. It's yeah. so much easier to just give it up and be like, well, no. It doesn't exist. It won't exist if I don't do it. So, yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, ugh. That's so real. And, yeah. you know, so every year since um, 20... I think since 2016, Mm -hmm. because my friend Sasha wrote her manifesto in 2015. So I think every year since 2016, um, I have made a manifesto Mm -hmm. for the year for me. Um, And this year, one of the focuses of a part of the manifesto um, was about all of these black women, black queer women. I included my mother, Mm -hmm. um, who is not maybe queer. Who knows? You know, (laughs) I. That is my greatest hope for my mother, for her to realize that she is queer and just live her best life, okay? Um, But a a portion of the manifesto centered on black women and black femmes who did work that had no precedent um, and all of the hurdles that were in their way Mm -hmm. um, that they in some ways used as like a way to prop up the work that they were doing and in other ways just had to overcome. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that has been something that I've been returning to again and again. Now, mind you, it has not (laughs) like transferred into actual actionable items that Mm -hmm. have happened, but Mm -hmm. it has been a good 
regrounding for me. Mm-hmm. Every time I look at these, you know, I have a huge, um, what is it called? Uh, you know, the big Vision sheets board? of paper. Oh. No, the big that you rip off and you can stick them on a wall. Wow, chart paper. I have a huge um, chart paper with just a bunch of. It's just it's a huge ass sticky note. Okay, I was about to say yeah. post it. Like, yeah, I was about to that's say, basically what it right, is. Cool, cool, cool. Um, of like all these things that I want to do that niggas aren't doing, mm-hmm. which is not a brag or anything. It's just like it's terrifying to look mm-hmm. at those and think about like, okay, what? It, who is gonna support me? What is? <laughs> What is, does this can this actually exist in this yeah. world? Yeah. Um, in a Trump era, like what? Um, so yeah, that's so real. That's so real. God, this was supposed to be an introduction. It was, but... and that's and that's an intro, nigga. We have not <laughs> been here in in fucking nine years, a slave. <laughs> So it's okay. Niggas Amen. gonna deal. Niggas will listen. Amen. Okay. Yeah. And if they don't, they won't. But the, hopefully they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nigga. Um, so yeah, and I like as you were talking, I was like, Wow, am I like dismissive of my own experiences and emotions? Cause I'm just like, that is good, it's great. <laughs> And all as well. Um, but I do, I think, yes, in part, I am dismissive. <laughs> I'll be dismissive as I'll just be like, look, I don't want to talk about this shit. <laughs> but that's not the purpose of this podcast, Janae. You got to separate real life from this podcast. <laughs> this is what myself talked me like for real. <laughs> I'm talking about separating my real ass life where I real ass interact with people from a podcast where I actually talk about my real ass life and need to be focused on what the actual fuck I'm feeling. So I'm Lord, the Lord has brought me through a lot. Okay. Over these last 12 years since we have not recorded. Um, But I do feel like I'm on an upswing and Mm. that is a really really great feeling um to feel like i'm doing good work and also um feel like i am on the path to sustain that as opposed to like that realization and then sudden (laughs) fucking plummet to the fucking depths of the earth Yeah. yeah um so that's how i'm feeling um yeah I went well let me mention that I went so I went to Atlanta um two weeks ago at this point and I went to see my friend Ashley's um show called fat as fuck um where they exhibited a bunch of their own original art so that actually oh I have to come back to that so they exhibited a bunch of their own original art um to share the data from a census that they created called the fat census, Mm -hmm. um, which actually got about 6,000 responses internationally. Um, So they released the data um, through an art show, which was so amazing. Um, I got to photograph so many beautiful fat black people, um, so many beautiful queer and trans folks. It was just so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing about that show so 
I didn't realize until the very end of the show that Ashley <coughs> was showing their own art. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, like, uh, maybe a while ago when Ashley first started talking about, you know, how they wanted to um, show the, well, um, share the data with an art show, they were like, well, yeah, I want to, I've always wanted to get into art and, you know, whatever. Like, that. that's always been mm-hmm. a goal of mine, but I haven't done it. Um they announced the show in January and just had it in March. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I didn't realize that their art was in it until the end of the show when they were showing me which of the pieces were theirs. And I was just like, wow. So you were a whole ass artist. (laughs) Wow. So I didn't know that. And then they were like, well, in January, when I decided I was having an art show, I just buckled down and learned how to do art. And in three months... I knew how to fucking watercolor and I knew how to use oil fucking paint or whatever the fuck it's called acrylic. Um, and it was amazing. Like it was so beautiful. So that was a moment for me where I'm like, no bitch, you really can do shit. Mm -hmm. You just have to buckle down and keep a sustained practice with a goal. That's that you keep reminding yourself Mm -hmm. of, um, which seems simple, but for a nigga like me, (laughs) who likes to just do shit one day and for it to be perfect that's a really hard ass goal so that was great and while I was in Atlanta I went to this black queer and trans church and it was amazing I cried the entire service (laughs) I cried the entire the praise and worship team was led by a black trans woman the like the no that was a choir actually the choir the praise team was like this high femme guy and two studs and suits just <laughs> singing down three-part harmony Ooh. um the the pastor was a gay black man um and the thing that was like that just warmed my heart the most and was just like yo no this is like for real we're we exist in the world was just that it was it wasn't a black queer and trans inclusive church it really was a a church that was created by and for black queer and trans folks mm-hmm. um you know it was so it was easter when i went to yeah. atlanta um so church was packed um folks brought their family like the pastor was shouting out people who had brought their booze that he hadn't seen before um and just to see black queer and trans folks like stand up and show off their partners in a church um it was just so so affirming and so beautiful and so wonderful um and then they paraded the children around the church in their little outfits it was so perfect it was so wonderful so um and actually my friend so i went with my friend kazimbe he was supposed to text me this morning um when he got to church so that i could watch the live stream so that he could remind me to mm-hmm. bitch watch the live stream <laughs> but um it was so good i have to share it with you the link because it mm-hmm. was so good so yeah that's me it's lit <laughs> nigga it's time for the podcast we haven't said shit about where niggas can find us no. <laughs> Y'all, so here's my goal. By the end of uh, fucking spring, spring just started, right? Yeah. Yeah. By the end of spring, we're going to have a website. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to have um, a place where you can contact us and shit. It's all going to pop. Um, but for now, my niggas, you can contact us, okay, on the gram at Worship Podcast. That's it. Okay. I haven't done this shit in so long and you already knew I was a little, you know, fucking frail and unstable in this bitch. <laughs> To begin with. W-R-S-H-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Thank Amen. you so much. Amen. Yeah. And the hashtag is that minus C-A-S-T. The C-A-S-T. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all can y'all can email us and shit mm-hmm. at um, worshippodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And you should send us a praise report. Yes. Um, a prayer request. Yes. Um, an announcement. Something. Um... If you want to have a baby shower, mm-hmm. let us know. We do baby showers. We yeah. do weddings. We do bachelorette parties, bachelor parties. Yeah. Um, I'm just finding all this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our new package that we're putting together. Um, we also do Beyonce concerts. Mm-hmm. So if you need us to cover those, we can do that. Sure the fuck can. Absolutely. Well, God bless. I asked my man what he thought about Syria. He said... I was sure a nigga actually said Syria. <laughs> <laughs> he said... Frosted Flakes the best kind. <laughs> my God. These niggas ain't worth shit. You want some Syria? Yeah, give me that Captain Crunch. <laughs> oh, baby, we out of Syria. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to the store. Don't worry about it. I got you, baby. These niggas ain't about shit. Oh, bless God. Bless God on today. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth. All right, now it's time for Ron Honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for. Are you? Are you a bugaboo? That shit took me out. I am bugaboo. The bugaboos. I am bugaboo love (laughs) drop. Wait, is that the fine ass one? No, there was none. No, there was a fine ass one that was the first to last. There wasn't a love drop. That's just my line name. Bugaboo drop. Love drop. Real. <clears throat> yeah. Real. Either that or Bugaboo, why don't you love me? Let's see. Probably love you for now. Amen. Yeah. You look like a Bugaboo telephone because you won't get off of it. <laughs> <laughs> whose elder do I sound like? Whose mother, whose church mother do Jesus. I sound like? One with a half inch kitten heel. <laughs> off white. <laughs> off white, God, in patent leather. Jesus. My God. Mother, let it go. I can hear the squeak now. <laughs> Just praising it. Rubbing back and forth. Not to start a flutter here. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> patent leather was the shit growing Man, up, yo. Patent leather and stockings. Yes, that's right. Why? That. Because what? Holiness is still right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nigga. So. Here we are yes. at the raw and honest segment Allegedly. of 
<laughs> Allegedly. We are at the Raw and Honest segment. This is where we talk about um, an incident or something that happened. That, that would be an incident. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Usually. <laughs> Typically. If something happens, it is an incident. Yeah. All right, so something that we experience over the period of the week, but in this case, it's 12 years, yeah. um, where we had an opportunity to uh, realize an area of ourselves that we needed to focus on a little bit more. Improve all that shit, um, yeah. yeah, all of them tings. Um, so Dre pretty much... Laid sure. it out in the beginning. Amen. Yeah. But you may, you'll probably have something else. I don't think no. I'm, no. Okay. I think I laid, Leave I don't know why. Here. Leave me out here high and dry then. That's I, I don't know why. It just, look, it started to flow and I just let it flow. Let it go. I let the, the spirit of God control my tongue as it gave have utterance. Have its way. Yes, God. Let God have his way. Oh, and yes. uh, the raw and honest came out without prompt. Yes, God. Amen. Took yes, over. God. This whole tongue of mine. Thank you. I really want to play that that um old lady. <laughs> that old lady. I think she's like a hundred something. I don't know, but she was like, she was just thanking God, and then somebody had tweeted like, <laughs> mood after watching Beyonce, and it was her. <laughs> Let me play it. Come on, on I news. Thank God for being here. I thank God for being here. I thank God for being here. Yeah. Who's in the background? Some white man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh Lord. We all I worthy. just appreciate the niggas do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause niggas know where they literally know where they could have been. Yeah. A lot of places that are not back over my life. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm going to focus us, okay? Amen. Bring us back. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, and my raw and honest um has been around my very seriously fraught relationship with the state of being still. Like it just is not a thing that I have a relationship with um when i think about um just over my life when i think that <laughs> it's just so relevant god is this a garlic crusher thing where this shining thing that yeah nigga that's a pair of clippers oh. <laughs> i thought it was a garlic press <laughs> That's what a garlic press. Never mind. Whatever. Look, this is me not being focused, y'all. I'm sorry. Wow, I did not even plan that. Okay, so when I think about like how I have thrived historically, not thrived, but but things that I have thrived off of, it's always doing something Mm -hmm. by doing 20 things at one time like when i was in high school i played basketball i did track i cheered 
I was also the class president. I did all these shits. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that shit has to happen after school. I did all of it after school. Oh, How? Bitch, who knows? I wasn't, do- wasn't doing anything well, <laughs> clearly. Um, and I think that so much of my life is marked by this need to being in motion and 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 being involved and maybe even going maybe going back to that Virgo rising of like being visible and being seen doing the things that I want people to see me doing to prop up how I believe they think of me. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just realizing how very much that not only does not serve, but is counterproductive to the shit that I want to do uh-huh. and want to do really well. Because yeah. um, a lot of the most important things that I actually want to do require a sig- significant level of my focus. Mm. They are not mindless things. They are not fucking participating in a sport that I could or could not do well in yeah. and still like get patted on the back. Um and I think um, that instead of being terrified that I can't do it the very first time perfectly um, or that I have no evidence, um, like we were talking about in, during your Ron Honest, <laughs> in, instead of being terrified that I don't have any evidence yet that I can focus on the things um, that I so deeply want to do. Um, and I got this from, so I also was in, I was in New York last weekend. Um, and I stayed with my friend Jamila and her partner Jackson and Jamila's a life coach. And that nigga is like, like Iyala, but less problematic. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all should hit up Jamila, Jamila ready. She's bomb as fuck. J A M I L A. R E D D Y. I think that's her handle, her new handle on Instagram too. Yeah. Um, and she was, she was actually talking about this specific thing of, um, oftentimes we are deeply intimidated by not having evidence that we can accomplish a thing as opposed to putting that investment of energy um, that we put so deeply into that fear into creating the evidence by the doing um, and working towards creating the evidence that we need to to sustain our belief Mm -hmm. um, that we can. Um, And that requires a level of focus. And I think for me, so I spent the weekend... um, with my friend Joss and um, she's in a place of doing a lot more um, meditative work. Um, And I realized how hard it is for me to meditate, how many thoughts I'm thinking at any given moment that prevent me from just focusing. Like we were doing a thing um, one meditative practice called candle gazing and literally the focus is for you to focus on the flame um, of the candle and I'm just I, I thought about so many things I thought about what I would do if I was mugged I thought <laughs> I'm laughing because it's real. Yes. Because that is real. Yes. 
What I would do if I was mugged. How how I was going to explain to my friend who had invited me to her birthday party that night, last night, um, that I wasn't coming. (laughs) Because I'm a washed old bitch who does not have the bandwidth. I'm thinking about a dream that I had last week. I'm thinking about a girl that I saw at the Metro last weekend that I wanted to photograph and didn't. I'm thinking about all this shit while I'm supposed to be focusing on a flame, my nigga. And that really helped me like in a very isolated way it helped me realize like how deeply I need uh, some sort of grounding focusing centering presentness focused practice Mm -hmm. because that that one that 10 minutes of my life um was just a sample of what literally happens every day of my life for 24 hours. Yeah. Well, 24 hours minus how many hours I sleep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and which isn't many because when I'm supposed to be sleeping, I'm like thinking about all of the things that I should have done when Everything. I was awake Everything. that I didn't do because I was thinking about a million other things. And even during sleep sometimes. Okay. Even, even during, during sleep. sleep. That shit is stressful. Yeah. And um I I don't I, I just need to figure out how to ground, recenter, whatever it is, because this place that I have found myself in over the period of like six months, which I, I, I really honestly think it's just me being in this, what I honestly probably and realistically should not still be calling a new space of contracting. Cause bitch, I've been doing this since July. Okay. Um, it's, it still feels new and it, there is no, there, you are the literal only factor um, that is responsible for your schedule and your like productivity and that shit is terrifying for mm. me like not just driving to school and knowing that I have you know four blocks that day and have to be prepared for those four blocks and then after school I have this this and this like nah every yeah. day is different you have to plan every day you have to know what you're doing every day and it's only up to you and that shit is terrifying and mm. I'm clearly I don't I have not yet developed the bandwidth for that (laughs) um but i need to and i think for me that starts with um some some focus Mm -hmm. um so i got i actually got my first tarot reading um last weekend when i was in new york and it was so so good really it was so good and so it confirmed a lot of things that Mm -hmm. i like was like wow so you're just gonna read me that's fine um and also helped to settle some doubts, like quiet some doubts mm-hmm. that I hold on to a lot of the time mm-hmm. as justification for not moving forward in my liberation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that 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 need for focus. So I'm I'm trying to if look. So I gave y'all our email. <laughs> if you have some grounding practices, if yeah. you have some ways that you use to quiet all of your thoughts when you need to be focused on one thing or something, let a nigga know. Yes. Many of y'all niggas are our personal friends, so text me if we're being honest. Text us, nigga. Yes, please. Um, Because, yeah. Yeah. Niggas need it. So, 
that's just where I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel you on the regrounding, although I think when it comes to me, I feel like it's just grounding because I don't feel like I, I've ever been grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a wild thing because like I'm an earth sign and, you know, that's supposed to be like grounding is your shit. But like, I've never been, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, my earliest memories, I don't, I, I don't think I ever really felt safe. Um, one, because I, I realized in my earliest memories, I knew that I was like a gay kid or like mm. what I called at that time nothing because there was no language for mm-hmm. it. But I knew that there was something off, off or mm-hmm. different. Um, cause you know, we use off when we're younger and whatever. Yeah. You know, adults use it too. Mm-hmm. So that's what we Funny. Use. Funny. Specials. You know, a little, yeah. No, you know, a yeah. little, uh, Yeah. Uh. High, high octaves. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so I knew that like, I was a queer kid and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to reckon with this eventually. Mm-hmm. And so like, there was never a time where I didn't feel like anxious or skittish or, mm-hmm. cause it was always like this shit that was like floating over me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nigga, eventually I'm going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through uh, periods where I was trying my own version of conver- conversion therapy. Mm. Um, that mm. shit was was um, scarring. So, um, what did that look like for you? It looked like. So I think one thing I wanted to say in the beginning was like um, that one thing. If there is, if there's nothing else, I inherited from. The holiness church. It mm-hmm. is self doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, just doubting everything that comes to my mind, no matter what it is. Um, um, due to the fact, and fact is in air quotes, that um, because you know I am operating out of a sinful place, that nothing that comes to mind could be any good to me in any type of way. Um, So conversion therapy for me looked like just a complete denial of my own natural self, my own natural gifts, my own natural inclinations. Mm. Complete just shutting down of that shit. Um, (laughs) That's so real. Because I literally was going to mention something very similar. Mm -hmm. Um... Because very early, I, I realized, same as you, that I was queer. Yeah. Um, and, and recently, I've just been thinking about what would it look like for me to find... Um, because in elementary school, I can I can still name, like, the three queer people that were very out and queer mm-hmm. in, like, first grade that were like, bitch, I'm gay out here. And I'm just like, I would like love... Like they said that? Yes. Wow. Yes. And two of them were black boys. Wow. One of them was what? a white boy. But there was never a queer girl that I knew that was out until middle school. Wow. Um, and I did not associate with her at all. Wow. Um but I was just, I was thinking through recently, what would it look like to find those folks? Cause I'm sure it's not hard. Right. Yeah, yeah. And just talk with them about like, what, what, like what allowed you to yeah. be your freest, queerest self? Yeah. So early. Cause literally what? first grade, that is... but 
I can't I can't I can't even imagine that. Like for myself. Same. Wow. Because but my memory beautiful. my memory of my young queer life, my young black queer life was um upholding was really celebrating the fact that essentially I could do drag that like though I felt more like masculine of center and butch like I could fem it up and love dresses and I love like the duality of like uh-huh. being able to fem it up or like but I could not butch it up because uh-huh. I could only do that when I was doing a sport. So uh-huh. I did lots of sports, bitch. Uh-huh. Like I did karate. <laughs> I did basketball. I did, what else did I do? Everything. Uh-huh. Um, but I real the moment that like my aunt would say, well, um, you know, like they would come to my sporting events and they would be like, um, oh, that, what did, maybe, I'm I'm trying to think what language my my mom's side of the family used for like women that looked or girls rather that looked queer. <laughs> like what the fuck? Even what kind of sense does that shit make? Even we're literally all dressed. Y'all niggas are literally dressing yeah. us all the same. Yeah. Literally, yeah. whether we like it or not, we all have these curled ass bangs from sponge rollers. But you know what that and tells me to an extent that these niggas know. They know. They know. And they just don't and want they, to know. They try to push it out of yes. us early, and they're aware of what they're doing. Yes, very aware. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, there is a conversation that needs to be had around like how much leeway we give niggas to be oblivious about their shit because niggas are not. Mm-hmm. And the more that we enable niggas to have this out of, oh, I didn't realize, the more that we are just stifling so many generations of liberation yeah. for for young queer black folks, yeah. for young trans black folks. Yeah. Because niggas know. Niggas can see. Yeah. And they know what they're actively and proactively and willfully doing. Yeah. Um, to stifle young queer kids. Anyway, so my my aunt specifically, my mom's sister, would just be like, "Well, um, she looks like a little bull dagger," um, or that she would. Wor- Nigga, that is an old Southern Baptist. For like, real, they use that for real. What bull dagger? What does that even what mean? Even? God. What and why do y'all know that word? <laughs> what clubs y'all been Let's in? That be- hello. Okay. Let's. Let's tell the truth. Come on. Shame the devil then. Tell them about the juke joints. Come on. (laughs) Come on then. Tell them about it. Talk about them. (laughs) My God. Um, So, I just, so when my aunt would say things like that, I would just instantly become self-aware because she wouldn't, she never, I don't think there was a time when she ever said it to me, Mm -hmm. which was like something that I celebrated about myself. Like, oh, I'm unclockable essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time that she said that about someone else that was close in proximity to me, I would be like, oh, I need to fem it up a little bit more so I'm not the next subject of this this conversation or whatever. Um, So I don't know how we got here from focus, but... (laughs) (laughs) We were like talking... Anyway, but yeah, but amen. Um, Amen to it all. I'm pretty sure, like, I... Like, thinking back, I know that my best friend in first grade was um, a queer boy. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. But we both came from Caribbean families. <sighs> oh, my God. So that was... Woo! That's something. Yeah. Amen. So true. Wait, play some of that shit back. 
All right, so um, it's now time for church affirmations. And today's church affirmation <laughs> is Jesus wept. So I hope, Why is he weeping? I hope that blesses you and keeps you um, why is, in your why time is he of weeping? need. Why is he um, weeping? And that's what we have for you for why our church affirmation. Weeping. Yeah. Why is Because my that God nigga weeping? is expressing his feelings, okay? And what does he feel? Good night. <laughs> God is being, Jesus is being a possibility model for you niggas who refuse to fucking cry and observe your emotions. That's what the fuck Jesus is weeping for. You niggas. In the last moment. (laughs) You tell us why he's weeping, nigga. Nigga, you came up with that scripture. And where is it from? The book of Matthew. You should know this. You should know this. You absolutely should know this. This is one scripture you should know. John three sixteen. <laughs> so fucking tired. This thing, yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's it. today amen well I that's that's such a look nigga that's, that's we came it, back okay yeah. be be happy nigga <laughs> we arose he arose he arose he arose from the dead he arose he arose what is he this arose. <laughs> you never heard this song no and i'm thanking god now because Good night, y'all. I'm sorry. We can't be better at this thing that we're trying to do. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry. Fuck. I'm sorry. Fuck that. Nigga, no. Okay. No, but for real, that's, that's it. No, that's, that was it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Then I already pushed the... Uh, the one... Per- how many percentages are there? Is it three? The five percentage? The one percentage? Uh, the less oh, the fifteen percent. The less than twenty percenters. I don't know. <laughs> the niggas that are kind of Muslims, but also the niggas who sell bean pies, yeah, and wear long ass robes, but yet is that seven percent? No, nigga, something. They out here. They out here. Less than twenty percent. <laughs> the less than twenty percenters. Why can I not remember this? <laughs> Yo, if Jay Electronica put out some shit. <laughs> Last ten years, I would fucking remember. But I mean, he was a guest on a few songs. If Jay Electronica put out some of his own shit, okay, I think it's fifteen percenters. Sure, that doesn't sound right, but I'll go with it. Okay, you're right. (laughs) It does not sound correct, but we hear now. Sounds too high. (laughs) Sounds way too high. You know, niggas love exclusive. That's over. Yeah. (laughs) The point three (laughs) percenters. Nigga, I so on Cash App you can fucking purchase Bitcoin, <laughs> and I just got paid for a photography project. So you know what I did? Buy a Bitcoin? I bought a something. I don't know what. <laughs> you know, niggas just like to trash it out. So I I typed in ten dollars. 
just to see what would happen. And um, I have $9.87 in Bitcoin. So I already lost money. <laughs> I lost 13 cents. That transfer rate, beloved. So I don't exactly know what I did. Yeah, it's fine. It's good that you tried. <laughs> but the moment that thing skyrockets up to $8,301 so- a day, So here we are. Yeah. At personal healing practices. Nope. Just kidding. I was like, wait, hold on. Uh my niggas in the whole world. Okay. Yes. So here we are. Amen. We're at the section called All My Niggas in the Whole Wide World because we still haven't thought of a better name. Uh, niggas forgot. We forgot we had a podcast, yeah. to be honest. So, um, again, y'all niggas gonna take whatever wig we pull up out of this closet. Don't also, tell you. Nigga, y'all, Dre, what the fuck did you post on somebody's grandma's wig? I think it was oh. today. It was a reference to Beyonce. I was like, look, I'm not arguing with y'all about Beyonce no more. Argue about why nobody straightens your grandma's wig before church every week. That's more fruitful. That's what that's what the kids need to know about. Why is grandma going to church every week with a crooked wig? Okay. That's the real What's the tea on that, huh? mean nigga apply apply a fucking picture to that shit no staring auntie crouched auntie hidden dragon apply that shit to that right now you Did need you, go on. viral again wait hold on hold on let me ask you a question did you see um that unseasoned uh white girl who recreated crouch from auntie's did. picture i did Nigga, why did you want what? Just close. Um, that's good. Like nothing. Y'all can't leave nothing alone. Like My y'all God. out here taking means. Y'all out here making oxtail uh, skyrocketing price. <laughs> Can we have nothing? Y'all making potato salad with, with fucking raisins. <laughs> <Your rice sauce. laughs> like what the? Oh, what the actual God. fuck is wrong with y'all? Why? But you know what that did inspire? It did not inspire it, but it triggered a whole bunch of actual black funny niggas to do their own impersonation. Really? That was funny of Auntie's that. meme. I, I saw that. a few niggas, I'm like two it. of my own personal niggas. I'm here for it. But I just, I just wish the whites would leave Something. black enough alone. Okay. <laughs> I just wish. Something would be good if we could if we could keep one thing, just you know, own one thing. But it's like every time we decide, you know what, y'all can have your white shit. They're like, wait, 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 wait. What do you have? <laughs> Crane's neck. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't have enough. There's more to Got be the had. The whole world, right? 
<sighs> we just want one tiny little sliver. But anyway, so this section is called All My Niggas in the Whole Wide World. We basically talk about just different relationships. It used to be called Sex and Dating, where we just talked about like those type of relationships. But we're talking about all types. Because fuck them. Amen. Um, but I would like to announce that I'm back into dating. Um, when I say passively, <laughs> I mean with minimal effort. I don't think you guys know. You got your nieces swiping left or right. That's it. Like, <laughs> just, just if you like Never. something, press it. <laughs> I look at it later. Yeah. You got games on you? you yes, here. Just swipe these niggas. <laughs> like, I am putting so little effort into these niggas. Um, honestly, until any type of. I'm operating in a place that I'm worth the energy. So correct. I'm I not, see no lie here. Yeah, so I'm not over here <laughs> trying to be the one exerting the most. I'm just not about it. <gasps> so yeah. Um, How's that been? It's been good. Like this one nigga who I guess was upset that I didn't. I told you about it. Yeah. Who didn't? You know who I couldn't. Not that I didn't want to see him, but like shit just didn't work out. He hasn't talked to me since last week. Fuck him. Oh well, it's a thing. Um, I'm not mad. We live. Um, but yeah, so that's been happening with that. Um, what else? Uh, um, yeah, I don't. Is there any other niggas? Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've been. One thing that I want to do is um have a have better communication with people. With white people? No, with <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Because one of my other niggas who hates men, Mm -hmm. um, specifically black men, is like turning over a new leaf and she wants to build relationships with black or see, uncover why she has come to this place of hating black men. I'm like, sis, their facts are all there (laughs) in plain daylight. But if that's your work. Amen. Look, I think bless it. Yeah. It's not mine. Yeah, but I go. I say go for it. Yes. So I, you know, that led me to believe that maybe there was a, a thread of hope that you may be wanting to communicate with the whites. Oh no, no, a, that's not in a that's new way. not going to happen. Um, Same. So yeah. Um, no, more so just like people who I call my friends mm-hmm. and you know people I love. Just be like, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to communicate with them more. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Anxiety has taken over my life to the point where I'll just, like, not talk to anybody. Mm. And also, like, when people talk about stuff like how they make small talk with people, you know, oh, so how'd you meet your husband? How'd you do this? I'm like, how do y'all do this? Because it's not my portion. God didn't give me that portion of grace. So I don't know how you guys do it, but um, I would love to, you know, jump in that pool. Mm. But I'm just, you know... I guess God didn't pay the for that. The pool of small talk? The, I guess the pool of being more social with mm-hmm. people. Yeah, which requires Does small it talk. Require to small some, talk? It doesn't have I'm to. Not, not a fan of that. Maybe yeah. I need to be more. Um, create a new model. Yes. See, once again, yeah. creating new shit. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying whatever that looks like. I don't know, but I've been trying to talk to people. Um, and that's just. God, that's so anxiety-inducing. But yeah, so that's me with niggas that exist on this earth with me. That's so real. Um, For me, 
something had me thinking this week, um, this past week, just about how I just don't have a relationship with my family. Mm -hmm. Like, I look at other people and, like, the trials and tribulations that they say they have with their family members and... I'm just like, wow, none of that exists for me because relationships with my family members don't exist for me. <laughs> so I don't even have an opportunity to have tribulations with these niggas because I don't know them. Yeah. And I'm talking about like as close as like my brother. Mm. Um, and I don't know. Like I, I think that I try not to put it all on myself because I know that my brother is a hard person to communicate with. Mm-hmm. Um but I know that that also should not stop me from communicating with him. Um, and there was a period when he lived near me that he would stop by my house every week and, you know, just make small talk essentially. But it was, it was pleasant small talk Mm -hmm. because he was talking, Mm -hmm. um, and initiating the talking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was very, um, happy to, to be having that small talk. Um, because also, I think a thing to be said about small talk is sometimes folks that you want to develop these intimate relationships with and, and curate, you know, these intimate, important, vulnerable conversations with aren't just going to, like, open that shit wide up on on site, you know? It, it takes a little bit of easing in, sort of... Um, work to to get there um anyway so i'm just thinking about what that looks like for me and and how i do that um and when the the friend who was telling me that she's thinking through um her relationship to black men um i was talking about how i had a thought like last week of because my father and i have a very fraught relationship Mm -hmm. um that's very surface level as well. Mm-hmm. This is a common theme with mm-hmm. all my family mm-hmm. members, honestly. Um, but I was just thinking, because she was talking about how she wanted to have a conversation with a man that she used to date that abused her um, to just ask him why. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, you know, have you ever wanted to have a similar conversation with your father? Because my father has done a lot of like, psychologically abusive shit Mm -hmm. um and i was like no i haven't thought of that but last week i did think about um because i just don't i don't want to have the conversation i don't have the energy or desire to like work my father along the path that needs to be worked along to get him to the conversations that I need to have that he needs to have and is very reluctant to so Mm -hmm. I was just thinking last week like what would it look like for us to just build something together like that's that's probably a dykey ass thought but to just build something together and not have a need for any specific conversation and or even talking Um, my dad loves to build things and I've recently just thought about in many ways how black folks are not given the same breadth of possibility of creating Mm -hmm. with their hands that Mm -hmm. white folks often are just, it's it's assumed that Mm -hmm. they can. Mm -hmm. 
when in actuality we come from folks who literally had to make all of the things that they had and yeah. used and, and ate and wore. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's definitely something that got lost on me. My brother definitely picked it up. He builds and makes shit all the time, but um, I don't. And I think that just like sharing space with my father and building something mm-hmm. um, just feels like a restorative practice to me, mm. um, even if it involves no conversation. So that's one thing I'm thinking about. And then the other piece, um, just around my other set of niggas, my friends, um, is trying to resituate my, like, what is it called? A tiff? A uh, argument? Uh, mm. Whatever. <clears throat> These little bumps in the road that I have with my friends in the context of my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it's, it's easy to hold a grudge like in the moment because you know, you're angry and you mm-hmm. know, you're upset about some shit that people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and hold on to that as opposed to like zooming out 3000 mm-hmm. feet and being like, bitch, looking at however many years you're going to, you're going to have in your life. Like, is it really that important? Um, and honestly, if we're being honest, my ass is thinking about my biopic and just like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) like what does the storyline look like for this shit? Does it look like I'm petty as fuck? Probably. (laughs) Um, and I also just, it also brings me to just think about like, how many niggas I canceled before I was like awakened from my wokeness okay because like I feel like there's a state like there's a point at which like as millennials we realized oh now I'm woke and that was like a lot of like oh I have this set of language I have and if you're not using this language you're your ex you're axed you're axed rather <laughs> that's the word um or like you know just a lot of things that are steeped in classism in a very real way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and a, lo- a lot of other isms as well anyway um so once i realized um that i had canceled a lot of niggas in that <laughs> period of my time my life i was like so why did I cancel you? Why did I? And I had no clue. Like I, there's, it literally was not important enough for me to log in my forever memory bank. Uh-huh. Um, so, which is not to trivialize them. Cause I'm sure some of them, cause I'm not a petty person, mm-hmm. I think. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's just becoming more and more important to me specifically in talking with friends about liberation and, and what we're doing collectively that like um that I'm really interrogating if I am canceling niggas because I can or if I'm canceling them because like you are really harming me or you are really not good for whatever world I'm trying to create Mm -hmm. um and being clear about that and even if they are not good for the world that I am trying to create and move towards I can still want liberation for them um, and they don't have to be in my life, but I can still want the best for them. So that's where I'm at with all my niggas in the whole entire wide world. Big world. Doing all the shit. 
Amen. All right, so it's time for personal healing practice. This is going to be relatively quick because I'm the only one doing it. So personal healing practices, uh, this segment is about exactly what it sounds like, something that we did this week that sustained us. Um, And mine, my two rather, have been art and talking to my niggas about what keeps them focused, centered, grounded, um, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really trying to move into the space of being an artist. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really. Um, which is weird to say because I feel like I've always done art. Mm-hmm. So to finally like label myself artist mm-hmm. is... It's like, bitch, but you like been arting, like whatever. Um, so doing art, drawing, um, doing a lot of different things, F- photography, um, working on music, all of the things has been really uh, grounding for me. Um, and also just asking folks tips on like, what, bitch, how do you sustain your peace, your quieted mind? in the midst of like all of the shit that you're doing so yeah that's what i'm doing all right y'all so we are skipping obligatory nonsense because dre just will not give me the time of day to do anything but talk about beyonce so here we are what else is there to talk about at pay your tides nigga which is clearly about beyonce beachella yes beachella beachella um begin what do i what do i begin in the beginning, uh, there was God B. created uh, B and Anse, and there were two <laughs> separate entities. <clears throat> and God said, "That's uh, two like I want this power to be in one concentration." And so He combined them, and yes. Beyonce was created um, before the foundation of the before the the seas were formed, before mm-hmm. He called lightness out of darkness. Minister, minister. Um, he looked down through 40 and two generations and Ooh. saw her. Oh, God. And, uh, my God. Yes. Let me tell you. Lord. Let me tell you about, um, Miss Knowles Carter. Um, the thing that I appreciate about Beyonce is that she doesn't do a lot of talking. She she just proves her shit mm-hmm. over and over and the thing about first of all I'm glad that I pick my fave uh, in a smart way mm-hmm. not like you niggas who just <laughs> see somebody and like okay it took me it took me it took me eight years to fully invest in Beyonce mm. I it took me time nigga like I didn't just be like huh no, nigga. I, I, I sat, watched, and prayed. You hear okay. me? I said, I said, God. In the midnight hour. Look, by my bed mm. at night, I saw it. He him. kept me. Look, so it took me eight years to fully invest in Beyonce and all of her wonderfulness. Because the thing about it is that I keep on telling the story that until four came along, mm. I was not. I did not sign my papers. <laughs> Uh, you know, I did not mail in my Beehive application, um, but now I'm fully invested. I am about to pledge grad chapter Come on. of uh, 
B five B whatever mm-hmm. whatever it That's is. That's all right. We'll work on it. Whatever the fuck it is. I just Beta know, Kappa. I just know mm-hmm. that I am a part of it. Come on, you are um, in the number. Like I said, I am Brother Love Drought or Bugaboo Love Drought. Um, my God, I just the thing about it is that every time, every time we're like, there's absolutely no way this nigga can top herself. She like bitch. Like actually. Let me fucking show you. You're this. just seeing shit I was working on in 99, bitch. <laughs> you have no clue. This was planned out. Um, like, people keep on referencing the fact that Beyonce said when the first thing we ever heard from Beyonce was, you ready? Hmm. And ever since then, we just have never Continuously been ready. Continuously have not been ready. The answer is no. <laughs> It's bitch, been you know no it's gonna be no for twenty. Bitch, it's, it's been no. It's been no for almost twenty years at this point. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like that was the best performance she's ever did that I've ever seen her do. Like this past one. This yesterday? past one yesterday mm. was the best performance I've seen her do. Um, you know, I've seen her different concerts on DVD and shit. The best performance. Um, this nigga, an hour and 40-something minutes straight, this nigga stopped to took a, take a sip of water and continued yeah. on. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they, <laughs> she changed her nail color with her outfits. Bitch, what? Did you see? Nigga. Wow. She changed her nail color between sets, not just her outfit. She must have peeled it off. Whatever it is, That's she changed that. That's wild. I was like, they went from black to gold. I was like... Oh, wow. my goodness. I just, here, here's the thing. At this point, like I said, you know, I'm not arguing with you niggas about Beyonce anymore. There's nothing to argue about. No. She, she brought this performance. It was a dedication to HBCUs. Mm. Um, she sang Lift Every Voice and mm. Sing. Um, this nigga did a whole, like, hazing thing. Nigga. <laughs> Which was hilarious. So good. <laughs> So good. Like she had of these all, niggas. Yes, she had all of these black women. Like, uh, what are they called? Majorettes. Sure. Um, <laughs> and she had like this baton twirler. Mm. Beyonce had fat black women. My God. Like as dancers, isolated by themselves. By themselves. At one point, it was just her and two, two fat, fat black, black women. women. And then after that, they were still there. Mm. I was like, yo, like. And they were fucking it up. You fucking hear me? It fucking it up. I just, I'm over here just sitting here like, I like at 4 a.m. after this shit was done, I was like, what am I supposed to do at this point? Like, what do you expect me you to do? You can't do anything but lay down and die. What are you going to say at my funeral now that you've killed me? Come on. What? It- <laughs> now that you've pushed my wig seven inches back, seven. bitch. What the fuck am I supposed to do she with this hairline? so long. So long. And they danced. Beyonce did hard ass choreography while her left titty was just begging. Was I just was wondering swimming. what was happening. Yeah, there. her left titty was just like, bitch, I'm trying to sing these background vocals and you're you're you're, hindering you're keeping me, me bitch. from doing it. And she was like, actually. And she continued doing it while she right. was not she was not <laughs> Constant prefer- and Julius yeah. followed her the entire time. That was I funny. I didn't even see that. Yeah, he was just in the shadows like he always is. Um, but always there. Yeah, always <laughs> ever there. present. But 
yeah, this performance was just really black mm-hmm. and really beautiful and just like a tribute to like I think the type of blackness that a lot of people may look down on, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of times is Southern blackness. Mm-hmm. Um and that was like a complete tribute to that. And I was like, Yes, nigga. I'm here for all mm-hmm. of it. It was beautiful. So good. And for me, so I felt like, like very clearly a tribute to HBCUs. Mm -hmm. I was about to say black HBCUs. Bitch, what? (laughs) Uh, What? Very clearly a tribute to HBCUs. But I feel like for me, just in this moment where we have students at Hampton protesting, Mm -hmm. their faculty students at HU doing HU Resist. Mm -hmm. It was so much a a Beyonce just recognizing that, especially with the like the Black Panther thing, like that Wakanda is in black young folks, Mm -hmm. specifically black young folks in the South. Mm -hmm. Like they are literally creating all of this American culture that y'all are calling American. It's really young black Southern culture Mm -hmm. that folks are creating. And I loved that the performance was a little bit gritty and a little bit like there was times when like bitches was not completely on step and it was okay because niggas was doing it all out niggas was sweating and going ham and it was beautiful as fuck to be slightly flawed Uh and like just still so fucking amazing um and i think for me just there were so many like callbacks to like shit that was so specifically like black and celebratory the negro national anthem Mm -hmm. at at, in the in the point at which um they get to um let our rejoicing rise and there was this like like brilliant moment of like the band and folks who are not back up like wailing i think and maybe with their arms up in the air. Are you talking about like, like ah, doing that? Yeah, thing? that, that, that. Yeah, they yes. would do it like after every verse. Verse, yes. Right, yeah. Like it would be like the fire would go up and then like the black women would like, mm-hmm. like they would lean back and then they would like scream. Yes. And then they would yes. snap back. Yeah. And specifically during the Let Our Rejoicing Rise part, mm-hmm. when the strings were like very dissonant and very like... Cause it's a it's it's all that piece is like leading up to like a very bright and major chord sort of situation, mm-hmm. but the like strings are all like very dissonant and everybody's doing different things and just like showing that like black folks are enduring a lot and still like letting our rejoicing rise and mm-hmm. still like doing the fucking thing and finding ways and reasons to celebrate. Yeah. Um, and that was so much of what that performance was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, so I just went to the national portrait gallery for gallery for the first time on Friday mm-hmm. and I got to see Michelle. Mm. I swear to God, I cried the moment I saw it and I was just like wow y'all niggas dead ass need to have somewhere for niggas to process this like it is yes for niggas (laughs) after seeing Michelle but so one of the portraits in um, the National Portrait Gallery is of um, 
Mary McLeod Bethune. Mm. Um, and um, part of the description of her portrait, um, because she's holding a cane, is something to the effect of, bitch, I need this. This is just so I could look swaggy as fuck. <laughs> she used the word swanky, but she was like, so I could use look swanky as fuck. <laughs> and just thinking about, like, I don't know, black folks are just... They make everything look cool. Everything. Everything. Because, um, again, when we think back to black, young, southern culture, niggas is poor. Niggas is poor. Yeah. And as, as, as hesitant as D.C. niggas are to say that they are southern, nigga, you are in the south as well. And you are poor Low at key. Howard, which is why y'all are rising up against this fucking <laughs> 500, half a million dollars yeah. that has gone unaccounted for. Yeah. Um, but niggas... Is still like I'm. I'm just thinking about um, Hu Homecoming and the model that like got a contract off of some a picture that she took at Homecoming. Like she was probably eating ramen noodles the night before, <laughs> probably. Um, but everything was just so good. Um, I loved Beyonce's ad libs. Some like I was so drawn into the ad libs of this performance. Um. And there was just something about the like the juxtaposition of Beyonce and the like overwhelming, not even overwhelming, because that like sort of tinges it as negative, but like the the very overt femininity and feminist of Beyonce and the 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 deepness of her voice and uh, how often uh. she like uses her her deeper range Mm -hmm. and even when she was doing that like rap verse where she like she very specifically had some sort of setting on the mic it is oh it's just so delicious to like see such a range of femininity Mm -hmm. um and I use range loosely because really like the range wasn't that that wide but for (laughs) what we typically see in entertainment specifically Mm -hmm. black entertainment Mm -hmm. Specifically, black women, mm-hmm. it it is a huge range, mm-hmm. um, and and to you know see black women saying yes, bitch, I can be fine as fuck, and talk deeper than my nigga mm-hmm. because Jay Z's voice is <laughs> high as hell. Also, Jay Z was the least whelming thing of that like, whole. He was out of breath. Performance. Like, how dare you it was have <laughs> a wife like Beyonce who is out there <laughs> fucking it up for two hours. <laughs> Two hours, like, and doing you it have, well. You had you have, four minutes of that shit. You had a year and a half to practice that four minutes, nigga. Was that even four minutes? It wasn't. And he just, he couldn't, he did not have the range. No. And I'm like, oh. Damn, my nigga. Like, and it's not lost on me that Beyonce is 36 years old. Right. And a mother of three. And, yes. Like... Right. I don't know. But my God. And it also it's to just me just lot. just speaks to like like niggas love to say, you know, work twice as hard to get half as much. But I feel like that lacks a lens of intersectionality because if y'all black male niggas is mm-hmm. working twice as much to get half the pay, literally black women are working six times as much to get a fucking tenth 
uh-huh. of the of the accolades and, uh-huh. and whatever. Yeah. So that I mean that is very clear when we look at Beyonce and fucking Jay Z. Beyonce is out here fucking get painting her nails, putting on a girdle, tur- putting thigh high boots on. Jay Z came out here. His hair was cute. I like that. Mm-hmm. Coming out here. Barely able to go get through his first, his, his verse. 45 second verse. His, his 45 verse. second verse. His singular, with no dance moves, no coordinating with anyone else but yeah, him and the mic. Yeah, Beyonce is out here sweating, still singing on key. What are <laughs> And y'all Not are still. Nigga. And like, niggas, and then of course, people started saying Beyonce is the uh, best entertainer ever live. Bitch, the MJs came out. Do you hear me? I'm not an MJ the fan, MJs so... MJs came out. They were like... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Did MJ not exist? <laughs> like, bitch, yes. We're accounting for MJ. So what are you saying? Like, I said what I said, you said nigga. what the fuck... Y'all have to let MJ sleep. Yeah. Okay? Sis is sleeping. He well. is sleeping. And he is looking from wherever he is. He's like... That nigga's got it. Look at that. <laughs> Every generation is supposed to get better, and guess Hello, what? She did. Is. So what are y'all saying? Y'all have to let, like, y'all want, y'all want, y'all, y'all really want Michael Jackson to be the peak. Like, y'all just wanted to be right there, and that's it. Like, this, this should be nothing bigger no. going forward. Especially so not a black all woman. of these years we have on this earth that are left after Michael Jackson, we just supposed to coast. It's right there, <laughs> right there. Coast. Nothing better. Just Chris Brown right. here on out. <laughs> And then they That's started. A- then these niggas started saying, "No, I will. Chris I Brown will not hear it." Will wash Turn Beyonce. Niggas was ass. like, "Wash her laundry. Um, <laughs> wash wash the her, hair, her feet right. with his hair. With his hair. Like, <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? Because <laughs> I'm lost. I'm it's like, lost on me. And pe- you know what I mean? Like Chris Brown will do a a, a backflip or a front flip to um to um future song. What's that future song? March Madness." Sure. On beat, and y'all niggas just that's your savior. That's your savior now, my nigga. Cause I won't lie, that's that flip was impressive. I've never but, seen it, but I'm glad that it happened. But he did and gave that, y'all and niggas that's some your joy. Like I'm just trying to find out. Like y'all niggas will say anything out your black ass mouth. Beyonce conducted a marching band, majorettes, and background dancers nigga. with her hip, bitch. Did you see her pop her yes. hip and the whole band was like, all right, that was yes, our cue. that was it. Like, what are y'all doing? Who's y'all savior, savior again? <laughs> Tell me. Is Chris out here doing that? Does Chris have, Chris does not even have Chris the range. What does Chris's is concert setup look like? busy. <laughs> Stalking Carucci. Oh my God. He is too busy doing that And growing that out his cocaine now. That is it. <laughs> you hear me? That is, li- he has nothing else to do. Okay, and making songs a little dicky so he can say niggas. Okay, that is what Chris God. Brown is doing. So I don't know what to tell y'all. I can't believe that that song is real famous though, because I'm just like, okay, this is just niggas with a little new rich niggas that are just like, why not? Let's just make a fucking Freaky Friday video. But no, niggas are really like, this is my jam. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing though. Have you ever heard anybody say, "Yo, put on that little dicky"? <laughs> Have you ever in your life? Yo. Thank God. That new little I, will, di- like, I will have to say no. <laughs> I rest my fucking case. But um, I'm just so glad just to be able to say that you lived in an era where a Beyonce existed. So real. 
my god and you're able to see it in real mm-hmm. real time nigga i'm telling my grandkids i'm telling my grandkids um i'm telling your grandkids too because i'm not <laughs> i'm not having none of the niggas but telling them and hopefully there'll be somebody who surpasses beyonce when mm-hmm. they're i'm sure like we just want niggas to get better sorry sorry sir and sir and, <laughs> and Rumi. <Rumi>. yes <laughs> like just niggas we're, we're building platforms so niggas can get better mm-hmm. each generation so mm-hmm. but you mjs won't let it go like y'all want MJ let to be it. Rest. Let him rest, okay? I just I'm I'm so ex- so I'm seeing Beyonce for the first time this summer mm. on on the run. Um, okay. Paid way more than I thought I was paying for my ticket um, because I paid for it in euros and I did not check the conversion before I <laughs> fucking hit pay. Nigga. <laughs> Niggas just made a whole nigga assumption that it was like, oh, it's like $50 less. Bitch, it was a whole $132 more, okay, than the euro price. So um, I have a bomb <laughs> ass seat, okay? But I'm like, wow, so this is going to be really great until Jay-Z comes out. And then it's just going to be the worst experience I've ever had in my life. Beyonce, she really likes, she really likes to drag her husband. <laughs> Like when nobody else wants, to. sis. Like I like he, that nigga has enough money he to does. last a few generations. He, he doesn't does. need to perform another day and we, in his life. And we will we all we will all be better for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not mutual fans. I just a lot of us just. I mean, I Jay Z's a cute girl. Lovely dresses, lovely yeah. gowns. Yeah. Um, I appreciate some of his work. Um, and of course, New York. So, you know, my nigga. But, sure. I'm Virginia. Um, so, no connection. Right. But uh, I love Song Cry. Yeah, that's a. That's Hope a, he performs that one. better stuff. But um, just uh, this combination. <laughs> it just. I'm okay with I'm okay with not with it not happening with not engaging it in my personal I'm, life. I'm glad that y'all are married mm-hmm. and that y'all are raising a family and that he apparently is increasing his emotional intelligence now. At the age of seventy nine. Just now. Yeah. Um, but um, you could have kept that nigga at home, watching the kids. Truly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I'm in love. Yeah. I'm in love. It was so good. And there was like, even in um, Me, Myself, and I, like, was like a tribute to gospel. That that was so gospel-y. Nigga, that, those transitions. My God. The incorporation of the others. Like, nigga, from, from uh, what was it? From Back My Ass? Nigga, I just, it was just. There were points at which the the transit no it wasn't even transition but there would be like whole ass full stops in songs Mm -hmm. where I just was like oh this is a cute transition into a new song but it was really just a break and they went back into I was like wait we were singing this oh my god mind blown it was just so beautiful and so excellent and so wonderful and I'm so glad that I got to see it this morning um, because I I was all fucked up last night I was like I clearly don't know how time and space works I'm still trying to figure it out because it was 11 o'clock and I was like I know her set is at 11 why is it (laughs) but no bitch it's because Pacific Somebody said the other day on Twitter um, that they think white people are hiding hours from us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, 
Um, we really don't only have 24 hours in a day. Mm. White people actually have more hours in the day, and they're they're keeping it a secret. And um, my God, niggas really think we only have 24 hours, but white people out here are like, bitch, we got an extra 20 that we could just fuck around with. And these just niggas don't hold know our about dicks. it. And play around. So, because like, was it? I don't know who was it. Who was who? Because I was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. It might have been you. Maybe. I don't know. Like how you can like do like basically basically (laughs) you can wake up at six Mm o'clock and um have your coffee um have your breakfast make all the kids breakfast uh, take them to school um by eight Mm -hmm. um go to work by nine work an eight hour shift by 12 uh p.m so work your eight hour shift in those three hours um get off (laughs) Get off, go pick up your kids, uh, bring them home, uh, fix them a, tr- a nutritious lunch. Yes. Um, let that digest, bring them back to school for the soccer come game. Come on, uh, come on. And then uh, go ahead and uh, stay there and cheer for them and, you know, take them out to Dairy Queen, get some ice cream. Then come back by uh, 5 p.m. What's and fix them a great dinner and uh, have them play for six hours until 9 p.m. and uh, put them to bed. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> How are white people doing all the things they do in 24 hours? Actually, they are stealing time. They're stealing time. And that, like, as. Look, there's a whole. I encourage y'all to follow Black Quantum Futurism, mm-hmm. which, like, they like this is funny, but it's true. Uh-huh. The way that black that the way that white folks steal time, use time as oppressive tool against black folks, uh-huh. is so real. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about how white folks steal futures from 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 black folks and how folks don't think about gentrification of space mm-hmm. sorry they don't think how folks don't think of gentrification of time mm-hmm. in the same way they do um uh in the same way that they do gentrification of space mm-hmm. in neighborhoods um and just thinking about how white folks are often gentrifying time and future from black folks Mm. um, in policies that they pass in ways that they write black folks out of certain things that they plan for the future Um, but that's so real and I I would love to see that that, like idea scale down to like a day to day what does it look like for white people to be stealing time Um, I would love to see that short short film version okay make it right now make it right Right now now. make it (laughs) make it steal back some time like they they open up their app on the phone and um, they see niggas Mm -hmm. Like there's an app called Nigga Time. Mm-hmm. They open it. Wow. They uh okay, I'll take two hours from him. From Laquan. Three hours from her. Sharonda. <laughs> and they just accumulate it and hoard it. That's so real. Oh my god. This is a movie. We've started it. Oh okay, let's do it. I would love for that to be a thing. Please. After I see Lakeith Stanfield's movie this um this summer, I'm gonna go ahead. The one where where he has a white voice. Yes. <laughs> love that that nigga is himself in every movie atlanta he's himself and fucking whatever this movie that's about to come out he is very clearly himself 
It's wild to me. I've known one person named Lakeith. I thought, I thought that was the weirdest thing when I first. I was like, love. You sure there's a love before that? Are you sure that in your name, that your name, that your that your parents named you, named you that you've had your whole like, life, that there's a a love are beginning? You, of, mm, let's talk about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my nigga, that's if anybody should be named Lakeith, it should be that, that nigga. <laughs> for real. And I'm happy for him and his name. Oh my god! So um, that was Beyonce. That yeah. it wasn't even it was Payo Tides, but yeah. it was it was Beyonce. Yeah. yeah, completely. Yeah. So thank you for that. Amen. We is done. We is done. Amen. Amen. And amen. Glory, glory. Um, well, nigga, I am. So happy to be here again after 12 years. <laughs> My God. I'm so happy to uh, share this space again. Um, I think what I'm most grateful for is that moment in the beginning to just let the shit out. Same. Because, oh my God. <laughs> Nigga, I didn't know I needed to say that mm. until it was said. I didn't know I needed <laughs> to hear it out loud outside of my brain and voice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm grateful same. that that happened because it was sorely needed. Mm. And... um because I think, like I said before, like from the beginning, that shit doesn't become tangible to me until I say it out loud. Mm. And to say that um, completely not even intending unscripted and to be able to hear that out of my mouth, I'm like digesting it more like, yeah, I'm really out here just sabotaging myself because I'm not comfortable with being... Who the fuck I'm supposed to be. Right, right. Because I've never been that person. Right. And I've never even, you know, I've always been in this state of constant chaos. And uh, that's my identity. Yeah. So to have to put on a new identity, that's like a death. I'm starting to realize that the, the, the rule of self-preservation is is um it's real not just physical like preservation it's mm-hmm. like spiritual mental like you have this intense desire to preserve who you are yes yeah so real i was talking to my friend jamari the other day um and i arrived at this realization that um and actually it was we the conversation that we were having was based on um a talk that he had on a podcast called how to love a human, mm-hmm. um, that he had guessed he was the guest on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said so many, so many amazing things. Um, but he was talking about the fear that we have around doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. Um, but he was just like, well, the truth of it is either we going to die or we going to die. Like either we're going to have a physical death Mm -hmm. or we're going to have this ontological death where we are living physically, Mm -hmm. but like psychologically we're dead. Spiritually we have, we are dead. We have nothing. So either we're going to die or we're going to die. So we may as well like do as much as we can to combat that, to live. Um, And just in reflecting on that, I was just thinking about how, um, the the framing of white christianity that that we were given when we were um made slaves mm-hmm. had us to uphold necessarily 
um, the preservation of our physical life mm-hmm. um, as a far more important thing than the actual quality or state mm-hmm. of the of of life, honestly. Yeah. So this is where we get like, um, you know. I don't know. Well, at least I'm not dead when like there are so many things that are like actually keeping you suffering in the world and like this like stigmatization of suicide and um, things like that. But just thinking about like death is really not the worst thing that could happen to you. Um, And there was something else that he said. Oh, one of the other really important things that he said, and I'm like kind of being tangential right now. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but um he was he was answering the question of um what would a world look like that loved you um and he like took a step back and said well a myth that we are told is that this world loves some of us more than it does others this world doesn't love any of us it's just a myth that some folks go along thinking like oh I'm one of the people that is loved by this world, but for real, you're not. (laughs) And like that keeps us out of being able to create the world that actually loves us um, by living in this assumption that like, oh, the world loves me because I am not a poor black trans woman. Um, so anyway, just amazing episode. You all should go listen to How to Love a Human, Jamari's episode. He is so brilliant and so wonderful and so grounded in who he is. He is another person that I'm like sitting at <laughs> at, a, at a Jamari fireside chat just listening to all of the wisdom <laughs> that he can impart. So that's a thing. Um, I don't know actually why I'm here, but yeah. Or how I got here, rather. No, it's fine. Um, But yeah, just uh, I'm grateful for this time, just Mm. to like air that shit out. Yes, I too was so grateful that you started there, Mm -hmm. Um, because I, like I said, definitely also deal with essentially that um, imposter syndrome of like. Not even, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome. I don't, I don't know, but just like, oh, I've gone too far. Or, or one way I was explaining it to a friend is, um, you know, when you're a child and you know that something that either you're doing or thinking or want to talk about with someone is too grown for you. And I feel like I'm constantly living in that space and have been since I was a child of Mm -hmm. always trying to do something that was too grown. Mm -hmm. Um, And now as an adult, that feels like doing things that there's not a space in which it should go. Um, So absolutely, I appreciate that. I, I just appreciate... I, I, I most most appreciate that that opening sort of reflective space that you you invoked because I dead ass head ass was ready to <laughs> come in here and be like shit is great everything's wonderful <laughs> again not being present mm-hmm. not thinking about what the fuck is going on with me and mm-hmm. all, all of the things so that really 
turned on for me like bitch no for real like (laughs) being reflective is is a meditation Mm -hmm. it requires focus like complete focus um because everything in this world wants to not know who you are it just wants you to fall in line it Mm -hmm. just wants you to become part of the blur um and not say no i have very specific things that i need to work through Mm -hmm. that I that are not okay with me. I am not well, um, and I appreciate you just recentering that. Absolutely, my nigga, my nigga. Um, yeah. All right, so I guess I'm doing the prayer at this bitch because this nigga did a half-ass quote. If you expect me to do the prayer, but that's fine. Look, um, when someone shows you who they are. Believe them. (laughs) This nigga's phone has been going off on and off this entire episode. It's because I was trying to pull up an Instagram story, uh, Jamal's Instagram story. Okay, nigga, sure. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) when niggas can't get out, they lie quick enough. (laughs) Y'all are too sorry. Sure, nigga. All right, cool, man. <laughs> all right, amen, amen, amen. All right, God, universe, all the niggas in the whole wide world yes. that are watching, rooting for us, being like, get up, Craig, get up, Craig, get your ass up, swing, nigga, swing for another day, get up for another day, nigga. There's more to do. There's more to see. There's more to hear. There's more to experience. There's more to. There's more love to get and to give. We're just thankful that we. Um, so thankful that we had this space to unpack some shit Come on, nigga. that we weren't necessarily even paying attention to prior. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm starting to realize fully um, how sacred of a place this is mm. um, and how, uh, how spiritual um, this connection is and how um, anytime... Uh, that we come together, their healing takes place. It's yes. just, it's not an option um, because the intention was set forth prior to all of this happening. The it's intention okay. was to heal. The yeah. intention was to get better. The intention was to unpack and to see the dirty, ugly, filthy truth and to get better. Um, and we're thankful that we can see that happening in real time. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't really have more words. Uh. I think because. I'm just. Gr- yeah. Yeah. I'm just grateful that I've fully realized that I have a sacred and a holy place. Mm. Um. Because most of my life, I was told that nothing sacred and holy can exist around me. Mm. Um. Mm. But to know that mm. I can create a place yes. that is inherently sacred and mm. holy. Because it comes from me. Yes. And that means what? My nigga, I'm inherently sacred and mm. holy. Um, preach, preacher. That's, mm. that's quite the uncovering to make. And mm. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to know that um, despite what was spoken over my life, that I have the opportunity to recreate and to rewrite Mm. all that was told uh all that was forecasted for me Mm. um yeah my nigga just this is a grateful time and i feel a lot 
less heavy, a lot lighter mm-hmm. than I, I walked in. And um, I remember being in church uh, and they, they always say that you should be a lot lighter than uh, when you when leave, leave. than you mm-hmm. came in. And the mm-hmm. thing is, I was always heavier. Mm-hmm. Always, always mm-hmm. burdened burden with down other folks. with other shit. <laughs> like, other always. folks' burdens projected and, um, onto you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time where I I constantly feel lighter every time I leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful. So, 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 so thankful for this space, this time, this opportunity. Same. Um, to do this shit, my nigga, and to do the work and to realize that even in doing work, my nigga, you can fall off, but you have to recognize that you fell off and get back on. So, and sometimes you have to just recognize you fell off and be off for a second yeah. and sit in that and yeah. find some beauty and yeah. being really off yeah. and fucking whatever. Sit yeah. through it till you get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's also part of healing. Absolutely. So uh, all has been said and nothing else to be said. Um, amen. 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 A woman. A woman. Ashe. A, a everybody in the whole wide world. Glory. Thank you. Oh, worthy. So, nigga, what are you what are you doing uh, this week? What are you gonna focus on this week? I'm gonna focus on grounding myself, like intentionally. You stole mine, bitch. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, but intentionally grounding myself every day. Mm. Um, I heard affirmations work, (laughs) Mm. and um, I need to start those shits. And I. because, like I said just now, I realized how sacred and holy this place is and mm-hmm. how sacred and holy and real my words are. Mm-hmm. Like, if I put the shit out, there's no set amount of time that it'll take, but it will come to fruition. I yeah. think I need to I need to internalize that. It will come. It just may not come when you think it right. should sure. come, but it will come when it's supposed to, yes. when it's most uh, when it's most needed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my nigga, grounding myself and speaking these things into my life so that they know that they have an assignment yes. and they know that they're gonna come at the exact right time. Um, because, yeah, just speaking shit. Because nigga, people have spoke over my life my whole life mm. none of the shit is stuff that I see for myself mm. and I need to rewrite that speak of yourself <laughs> encourage yourself in the I'm also focusing on grounding i think i think i just need to do like one grounding practice a day mm-hmm. and i think more than anything else um some practice that will allow me to check in with myself very often throughout yeah. my day to say bitch like I know you've probably had 57 thoughts since you started doing <laughs> this thing that you started, but it's time to come back. Yeah. Um, in addition to a, a fundamental grounding yeah. practice. So that's what I'm going to be doing this week of just 
observing. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think for me this week will be doing a ground a grounding practice simply for the opportunity to observe just how many thoughts I have floating around at any given time to observe like the true and deep necessity of a grounding practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at. Amen. I think one other thing that I'm going to do is um, focus on a holistic approach because I tend to, um, to separate uh, aspects of myself. So mm-hmm. like I'll focus on the mental mm-hmm. completely ignore the physical yeah. exp- uh, focus on the spiritual ignore the mental you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I need to focus on the fact that all of these systems in my body work together mm-hmm. and they need to align with each other to the same goal and I can't neglect one because it'll, it'll have the others out of whack yeah yeah have you tried kundalini yoga? I, maybe. Like, nigga names and me. Right. I just know I've tried yoga. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if yeah. that's the type. Um, but is it is it lit? Um, so my friend who was showing me all these uh, grounding practices that she does, um, I did kundalini yoga with her. And the one thing that I really loved about yoga when I was doing it like regularly in like 2012 um was that it was a meditative practice um but kundalini yoga definitely takes it like another level like you're chanting you're doing Mm. breath work like very intentional breath work i think i may have done it then um yeah so i don't know it's it's something to maybe try again and, and think through but and be yeah. more regular with it. Right. So that's the other piece. You can't just try it one day and be yeah. like, bitch, this ain't for right, me. Cool. I feel silly. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, trust the... Nigga, that's one of the worst things for me when mm. niggas say trust the process because no, fuck you. Trust what? I don't know the process. Who who all gonna be there? Who who she? Who, who, who that nigga? Process? I never met process. Don't know her. Never seen her. Never You've never done brush done together? That. No. <laughs> None of it. Yeah. And and that oh God, we're still going. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> you I said just, the prayer never right, go. Right. I just one thought that I had on Friday was that I, I really need to spend some time thinking through what do I need most out of this life? Mm-hmm. Um and how how do I make sure that I can sustain those things? Mm-hmm. And one thing for me is a body that can do all the things that I want to do mm-hmm. so that means that I need to have a focus on my mental physical spiritual health so that I can sustain this one body that I have right. um, so yeah I need to think through that and sort of do a brainstorming a mind mapping around that mm-hmm. um, because I feel like that'll I'll lend to just this Floating that I feel like I'm doing everywhere. Nigga, like I don't, I don't feel like I'm so real. <laughs> I don't like. I'm constantly Ooh. grasping for something, but all the things that I'm grasping for are also floating. Right. So it's just like, which like where am I? Space grabbing on a meteor. <laughs> right. The bitches are like, actually, I'm going this way. <laughs> so right. what you want? So the floating is real, nigga. Ooh. Yeah. So no, now we for real done. Yeah. For real. Amen. So y'all can. Yes. Hit stop on the tape. (laughs) Well, you know, listen to the outro. (laughs) (laughs) Hello.
<laughs> Bye, niggas. <laughs> I feel a little bit of an outfit, so I feel a little bit bad, I feel all right now.